I'm Amanda, and this is Not Your Granny's Quilt Show. This episode is sponsored by Unfold Integral Coaching. Hey, how many things are you doing right now? Listening to this podcast? That's one. Are you also driving, cooking, working out, scrolling social media? And what's on your mind? All those unanswered texts? that looming deadline, that worry about that issue that will just not go away, you've got a lot going on. In this crazy world, we all do. And we're losing touch with our natural ability for deep healing rest. That means most of us are living with a dysregulated nervous system that keeps us on edge during the day, wide awake at night, and snapping at the people we love most. But here's the thing. You have the power to shift your body from fight or flight to rest and digest. And Christina Bonnet Acosta, a Stanford-educated integral coach, wants to teach you how for free. She's offering a no-cost 30-minute coaching session to 50 out of 90,000 listeners for the holidays. You'll log out of Zoom feeling deeply relaxed and equipped with two proven techniques for finding calm in any chaos. Buddhist teacher Lama Pema Dragpa describes Christina as one of the most caring and insightful people he has ever encountered. And a past client said, for me, every session with Christina has meant real, long-lasting transformation. So, if you're tired of being held hostage by your own nervous system, grab your free session at www.christinabonnet.com. The link will be in the show notes. Grab it before it goes back to its normal price of 65 euros or 70 US dollars. You're just 30 minutes away from finding flow in your body, mind, and life. Welcome to today's episode. This is going to just be a solo shorty. Um, this is it for the year of 2023. So just want to do a quick little recap and talk about some things that have been going on in the quilty world at the moment. And then the next time that we get an episode out here, it's going to be on, um, I can't even think January 8th, I think. Yeah. Because on the first it's my birthday. Anyway, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much for being a part of my listenership and my followers. I really am just so happy to be doing this. I know I say that a lot and I've put it out there so much that I'm just like so grateful for you guys, but I really truly am. I have been able to chat with so many amazing quilters and people that I feel like are now my friends, even though we've never met in real life, but it's like just this whole new group and community of people that I just, I feel connected to and I am just so grateful for that. And for you listeners making this possible, if you didn't show up to the weekly episodes, it wouldn't be happening. I wouldn't be here doing this. So thank you so much for helping me grow and you know, I love seeing your comments. I love seeing your feedback on the different platforms. And it's just so fun to be able to interact with you guys as, as listeners and as fans. And, um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. I just, I'm just in awe every day that 
one, the people who have been on the show have said yes and, and been a part of it. And that I have people actually listening who want to hear what, what I have to bring to the table and not just me, but listen to the lovely quilters and makers that are willing to be on the show. So a huge, huge heartfelt thank you to those of you who have been on the show in 2023. You have made this what this is. I am just beyond, beyond grateful for the opportunities that you've given me to learn and grow and just be a part of this amazing community we have. Um, now, this is going to be kind of a shit sandwich, so bear with me, please. But just in this last week or so, there's been a lot going around in the interwebs and on Instagram about compensation for, you know, pattern testers or people who help other quilters in some capacity. So I haven't really weighed in. I did comment on um, on Erin. She's at Seam Ripper Society. She's been on the show, but she put out um, a reel and, a you know, her post about that it's it's time as quilt pattern designers if you can't monetarily pay people then maybe it's time to reconsider how you do your side of the business and I mean those weren't her exact words so you can go see her post if you want to know what was said and there are some people who've come kind of out of the woodwork surprisingly against paying testers against paying people who do work for them for free, actually at their own expense of time and money usually because they have to buy fabrics specifically for those patterns that they're testing. And I know I've talked about testing. I did it for a little while and I did have a good experience. I was able to learn some new skills and work with a really great supportive group and pattern writer. And if you know, you know, it was um, Katarina Rochella. And I wouldn't trade that experience for anything because I did grow so much, but I think I had to take responsibility for my end of feeling overwhelmed by how much I was doing and just say no. Um, and there was no pressure for me to continue. It was just like, hey, if you want to, great. If not, we totally understand. There was never any bad blood. We still chat every once in a while, comment back and forth on each other's stuff. And I still feel respected as a maker and in my decision. And so that to me was important that I could step away and not feel shamed or feel like I was doing something wrong. And I've had a couple of conversations kind of behind the scenes about things that have been said and things that have been going on. And I think overwhelmingly the thing that comes to mind is just how ingrained, like puritanical, <laughs> patriarchal, capitalistic ideals are ingrained in us. Like, I think I already just said ingrained twice, but you get what I'm saying. Like, it is in our bones to think that the exploitation of others is how you get ahead in business. And it's just not true. I mean, yes, there are businesses who are very successful and make billions and billions of dollars on the backs of people's unfairly paid um, labor. And I think 
if we're going to be industry disruptors in any way, if we're going to see any sort of real true growth and change in this industry and, and in others as well, like we have to be willing to stand up and call bullshit when we see it. And sure, there's going to be different opinions out there. Some people really lean into the idea of using free labor to get what you're, where you want to go. And then there's other people who maybe are kind of on the fence, like they see benefits to both. Or there's people like me who just want all of that to go away because it's really just harmful to people. There's so many studies that show the way that we have built our society on capitalism is really detrimental to people's mental health and well-being um, and physical health as well. And so anything we can do to help reframe how things go instead of just leaning into the, well, that's just how things are mentality. They don't have to stay that way. I don't know. This is just really seeing all of this conversation happen and kind of the infighting and people all of a sudden being caught off guard by maybe some of their favorite quilters being like, hell no, don't pay your testers. They need to do it for free. Like this is just how the business works. It's kind of astonishing that's been astonishing to me to see who comes out where in the spectrum of, you know, paying your, paying your testers or paying compensation for people to help you out. And it's been an interesting thing to see. And I think I refrained from posting or saying anything publicly because I wanted time to collect my thoughts on it. I do firmly believe that, you know, testers even if they want to do it for free, even if they would be doing it for free, otherwise, because they like to, and maybe they they found pattern writers who don't require a certain fabric to be used. Like the only kind of stipulation with testing for Katarina was that I had to use art gallery fabrics, which makes sense because she's an art gallery designer. But when I had to start digging into my own money and buy more fabrics, that's when I was like, oh, this is actually costing me a lot more than just my time. When I first started, I had already had one of her bundles of fabric set aside for a few years because it was something I knew I wanted to use eventually. I just didn't have a plan in mind. I just loved it too much. It was her Esoterra line because, good Lord, those florals and those dinosaurs gripped my soul like you wouldn't believe. But anyway, but then when I started to towards the end to like, oh, I actually have to buy all the fabric for this. And I committed to this and I just got into a position where I felt like I was, I wasn't helping her at all because I was squeezing everything to the last minute. And all I was feeling was stress and resentment. And then I had to step back and say, oh shit, I did this. Like by saying, yes, I'll continue to do this. I'm the one who put myself in this position. That's not to say that the designers don't have a responsibility too, but I think if we're going to get anywhere in this field, in this industry, in this market, we all have to be willing to step back and look at our own participation and take responsibility for the parts that are ours, accept the parts that aren't, and then decide what to do from there. And for me, that looked like finishing that last the last test I did and saying, you know what? I just can't do this anymore. It is too overwhelming. My business is growing too much and I can't commit to sewing and quilting all day long 
for my job, for my business, and then going home and spending all of my evening time sewing and quilting when I want to be spending time with my husband and my sons and doing other things, going to the gym, taking care of my body, nourishing myself by making healthy meals instead of hunched over like a shrimp in front of my sewing machine for even more hours. So one thing that did come up in one of my conversations, um, was that the concept that as women, and because the quilting industry is predominantly fueled by women, we are socialized to believe that to be a quote-unquote good woman, we're supposed to help. We're supposed to be able, be wanting and willing to prop each other up when we need to. And I am not saying in any way whatsoever that we shouldn't help each other out if we can and where it's deemed appropriate. If it doesn't violate your boundaries or someone else's boundaries and it feels like the right thing to do, for sure, go for it. But this like cycle we get into of like, okay, well, I really appreciate that this person wants me to help them out with this and I don't want to be rude and say no because I don't want to be perceived as a bitch and like... There's this whole thought process that goes on that tells us that we're going to be a bad person if we say no or say I can't right now. And it just feeds this endless like snake eating its own tail cycle of we're cannibalizing ourselves and our progress by not being honest with ourselves and with the people that we're working with. And it's unfortunate because I am proud to be a woman-owned business. I am proud to be someone who is changing the industry or helping, trying to help change the industry by not sticking to the the nine to five, you, you work these hours because it doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve my lifestyle. It doesn't serve the things that bring me joy. So I don't have to, I can change it at any moment. And there's nobody telling me that I can or can't do what I want with my working hours. So I think that's one thing that is really great about so many quilting and pattern design companies and fabric situations that are owned by women is we're bucking that status quo which I think is important. It's the way that we're going to change and disrupt things for the better, I think. But we also have to be willing to take a good hard look at ourselves and see where we can unlearn the old ways and relearn the new things that are coming for us, the new kind of way of thinking about things. Because right now, the way things are is breaking people down. It's putting us at risk of losing our health, losing our our mental well-being. And so anything that can disrupt that and change that is good. And it's uncomfortable. I think it puts people in a position to really truly question themselves. What do you believe and why? Are you just going on with the flow because that's just always what you've been told to do? What have you been conditioned to believe? I think doing so much therapy this last year, especially kind of this tail end of the year, I've really had to challenge that for myself. Why do I believe what I believe? What was 
pushed down my throat from religion or family, just beliefs that nobody had ever thought to question necessarily the validity of why we were doing things the way we were doing them. And take a step back and say, wow, I've been saying one thing, but kind of doing the other thing based on this long held belief I had that I wasn't really fully aware was even a part of what was going on with me. So it is uncomfortable. I will give you that. And it does cause waves. But I think we're not going to see any growth and change if we just kind of all sit back comfortably and don't call it out when we see it and don't hold powerful people in the industry to question when we don't like what they're doing. And not just in the sense that like, oh, I don't like the way you designed that fabric. But like, why are you expecting people to jump when you say jump if you're not going to cover their asses if they fall? That was like a crazy metaphor for just saying like, why are you expecting people to do work for you for free when all you're compensating for them is maybe some fabric, but like you're not even calculating the fact that they're going to be spending hundreds of hours working for you. Free fabric to me isn't worth it. And I know a lot of people have been questioning like big companies getting these ambassadorships going, but then not compensating their ambassadors besides just giving them free fabric. So I think we just need to hold that to question and ask why. What is why why is your fiscal bottom line more important than making sure that what you're putting out there is people-minded, people-centered, um and well-balanced. I think you know, maybe for those things we wouldn't be compensated fully for the, like what we would charge hourly in our own businesses, but It just seems so unfair that these big, big companies are getting away with having people do their work for them for free. And and for smaller businesses, smaller pattern testers, I think, you know, it's it's dicey because you're not ever sure if a pattern's going to sell. It's not, it's not guaranteed that you're going to make a ton of money off of your product. But the fact is that you're turning around to sell something for profit that you've gained technical work, you know, tech editing essentially. Um, But if you've already had your pattern tech edited, then, you know, maybe a tester or two might find some, a few errors here and there, but nothing major. And if you're having so many testers that you're like, well, I can't compensate all my testers. Well, maybe you need to question what you're doing. There can be agreements made. And if people are willing to say, yes, I'm grateful for the free pattern and I am grateful for, you know, the, the exposure on Instagram and, you know, whatever on socials then that's fine. Then the people can agree to that. But I think the expectation that people just have to be fine with no compensation is old. It's old white man energy. And I am so not here for it. Anyway, I'm rambling. I think I've made my point. I'm just here to say that as a former tester, it's kind of brought up these mixed emotions of like, well, I'm, I'm glad I did what I did, but I'm also on the side of, 
Yes, if people are going to be spending time behind the scenes supporting a a designer, then they need to be compensated in some way. And if that's, you know, maybe the the designer purchases the fabric for the, the maker so that they're not out that money and they're willing to donate their time to the cause, then that's, that's an agreement that can be made, but something has to come from this. Something has to change and shift for people. And if you enjoy testing, then that's great. That's fine. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't be compensated in some way just because you like doing it. I like quilting, but I also... <laughs> will be compensated for my time and efforts because I have a business to run and I have, you know, agreements to uphold. And so I don't do it for free. It's not just a funzy little hobby I have anymore, which it still is my hobby, but like what I do at home and what I make for myself is never for in service of anyone else, but for my joy and what makes me happy. So anyway, just some thoughts as we slide into this season of giving. Oh my God. It has been so hard for me to get in the Christmas spirit this year. But we're on the, we're on the slide. We've got one week left. Um, if you're listening to this on release day, then we've got one week left. And I am excited though for the fact that my kids are home. Uh, we're going to get to spend Christmas, parts of Christmas together. And so that's going to be fun because that hasn't happened for us in a few years. So that's a good part. My little sister's home for Christmas this year, so we're not going anywhere, which is nice. And we get to kind of do our fun family tradition of doing a progressive dinner on Christmas Eve. So um, that's a good time. I hope you guys are enjoying your season of holidays and whatever you celebrate, if you celebrate, that you are caring for yourself in the process, that you are minding your, your mind, your health, your physical body, and your emotions, that you're keeping your boundaries, and that we can hop into 2024 on a good foot and just bring some goodness into the next year. Thank you again for listening. Thank you again for being here with me. I love you all so much and I can't wait to see you next year. Love you. Bye.